to you. Thank you for being here. Uh, if you will, go ahead and get a Bible and let's turn to the uh, 50th Psalm. We'll be jumping back in there and looking at this one. Again, this is uh, it's one of those Psalms and there are quite a few of them that way that were obviously not written to us, uh, to the New Testament church. They were written uh, to the Jew, to the Old Testament uh, uh, followers of God, uh, but they have Cation as well. Uh, and this is uh, one of those type Psalms. Again, we began looking at it uh, yesterday, and it is discussing the judgment uh, of Israel, uh, and uh, mainly over two issues. Uh, again, they're, uh, they're half-hearted, uh, insincere, that, that would be the word, insincere uh, ritualistic worship and their disobedience uh, to God's commands. Uh, and while obviously, again, we are looking, uh, this psalm would have been uh, to them, they were the primary audience. Uh, we know that uh, if God uh, judged the people of Israel for those things, then uh, as New Testament believers, uh, he still, uh, God has not changed. And so uh, he's still uh, not satisfied, again, with half-hearted, uh, insincere. Certainly we worship differently. We don't have the sacrificial system, uh, but nonetheless, uh, we worship uh, and God expects it to be, again, uh, genuine um, and, uh, and he expects us to obey uh, his law. And uh, so if he judged the Israelites for that, uh, then uh, it stands to reason that you and I are going to be held uh, to the same uh, type standard. Uh, so we're picking up in verse 7 uh, as God begins to talk about uh, this issue, uh, again, particularly uh, of insincere, um, habitual, ritualistic uh, worship. And I think, uh, to be honest, I think we all know how easy uh, it can be to fall into that pattern where we, um, we, we worship out of routine uh, more than really our heart um, be in it. Uh, and uh, that isn't pleasing to God. And so uh, his first uh, accusation against the people of Israel, again, uh, is uh, his displeasure with their uh, with their worship, they are uh, they're still offering the sacrifices. They're still going to the tabernacle, uh, but it's not. Uh, again, there's no real cause. You know, their their grandfather did it, their father did it, now they did it. Um, it's it's what we did last week, so we'll do it again uh, this week. It was just uh, again just a um, just a, a walkthrough. It really wasn't uh, any kind of uh, of worship, and so God. Uh, is going to uh, is, is going to judge them. Uh, oh, my people, and I will speak. Oh, Israel, and I will testify against thee. I am God, even thy God. Uh, and so, before he moves into actually the judgment, uh, he qualifies himself as having the right to judge him. Again, he is uh, God. He is Elohim, uh, the all-powerful God, is what that name means, uh, and he is their God. He is their their personal God, even thy God, he says. And so uh, he has been the personal God of Israel. He chose them. Uh, he made a covenant with them. He brought them out of uh, out of their bondage and, and brought them into a promised land.
land. Uh, and so he says, I have a, a, a right uh, to judge you. And again, uh, if he had a right to judge Israel, uh, certainly has a right to judge uh, the New Testament church as well, uh, as uh, we have been bought with a price. We, uh, he sent his son uh, to die for us. And so he goes on uh, and begins to tell him what his uh, judgment is. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings to have been continually uh, before me. Uh, and so the Lord, uh, he, he wants the people to understand uh, what he is so upset about. He, uh, he again, he, he is approving, uh, let's see if I can word this correctly, he approves of their, uh, of the worship itself. He wasn't uh, judging them it wasn't that they were offering, uh, that they were doing it wrong. If, you, if you've read the Old Testament, you know that there is a lengthy uh, list of how they were to worship and the sacrifices they're to make and when they're to make them and where they're to make them. I mean, it's a, and, and they, were, uh, they were doing that right. They were following uh, the law and how to offer. The problem was, um, if you continue to read, he says, I will take uh, no bullock out of the house, nor he goats out of thy folds, for every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls, or drink the blood of goats? Uh, and, and so, again, they are following the, the ritual. They are following the law Again, as far as what to offer and how to offer, what God uh, is angry about is their attitude uh, as they make those offerings. Um, again, it, I think you know. Um, I think of telling if you ever told one child to apologize to another one, uh, and they'll go, "I'm sorry." You know, they they did what you told them to do. Uh, but they did it with a, a bad, uh, the, the wrong attitude. And so God uh, is telling them that he's not accepting their sacrifice. I'll take no bullock out of your house or he goats. And uh, he says, I'm not accepting your sacrifice uh, because you are, uh, your attitude is wrong. You're going about it in the wrong way. Uh, and so uh, there, there's a, a valuable lesson there uh, for us today. We, we can uh, go to all the church services. We can carry our Bible. We can sing the songs. We can give in the offering plate. We can, uh, you know, we can even sing or teach ourselves. We can go through those motions. Uh, but if we're only going through the motions, God says uh, that that's not acceptable. Uh, uh, and so that's a, a staunch warning, again, I think, uh, for uh, the New Testament church as well, not just the Israelites, uh, that it's not enough just to go through uh, the motions uh, to show up at church. You can have, you know, perfect attendance and, and hold all the offices, uh, but God's saying it's our attitude uh, that uh, actually, uh, that he is uh, looking at and that he is uh, measuring. In verse 14, uh, he says, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows 
unto the Most High. Uh, and so, again, he's already said, if I was hungry, I wouldn't tell you. Um, he says, you know, I, I own, um, you know, why, why would I take no bullock uh, out of your fields? Verse 10, he says, for every beast is mine, the cattle upon a thousand hills. And all the fowls and the wild beasts, they're mine. Uh, I don't need your offering, God says. It's not that I want um, the, the steak. Um, it's about your thanksgiving. What is the offer unto God? Thanksgiving. Uh, and so it's not that, we're, that, that they were giving God something he needs. Uh, God doesn't need us to attend church. God doesn't need us uh, to give an offering. God doesn't need us to sing a song, teach a lesson. Uh, worship is about our relationship uh, with God. He created us for that uh, relationship, and He, uh, we, to simply, um, you know, we, we, um, this may be a poor. Uh, poor analogy, uh, but we often, I think, are guilty of worshiping much like we pay taxes. Um, you know, we, we pay our taxes because we have to, uh, because that's the law. Um, and, you know, not because we're in love with our government, uh, because we're pleased with our government. Well, many people go to church and go through the motions the same way, uh, just because, again, it's what's expected of them, it's what they've always done. Uh, but God wants us to worship, as he says here uh, in this verse, he says, offer unto God thanksgiving. He wants us to come to him uh, in, uh, in the right attitude and pay thy vows unto the most high. What he's saying about when he says pay your vows, again, he's not talking about taking up an offering. Um, he's talking about uh, paying, keeping our word. Uh, he was saying to the Israelites, you keep your covenant. You agreed uh, to follow my commandments. You agreed to do, uh, to, to be obedient to my word. Uh, and he says, you're not doing that. Uh, and so he says, you know, you're going through the motions. Yeah, you're bringing the, the sacrifices to the temple, uh, but you are not being obedient to my word. Uh, outside of that, you're not, uh, you're not approaching me uh, with the right, uh, right attitude and the right, uh, right f frame of mind. And so in verse 15, he says, and call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee and thou shalt glorify me. Uh, he, he says, you know, and, and I think there's a logical flip side of that. He says, if you will do those things, if you will worship me correctly, uh, if you will be obedient, then you can call on me in the day of trouble and I'll deliver you. Uh, and, and I think the logical flip side of that statement is if you don't um, worship me correctly, if, you, if you're not obedient to me, uh, then don't expect me uh, to rush in uh, and, and, and help you. Uh, and so as we uh, wrap up this section, again, it was obviously directed uh, to the Israelites as it talks about uh, the sacrifice of, of bullocks and goats. And, and we don't do that today in, uh, in uh, the New Testament. Uh, but again, the, the issue is not the bullocks or the goats. The issue is the attitude. The issue uh, is the heart. Uh, and so uh, I said yesterday it wasn't a very Christmassy text, uh, 
but I'm going to try my best to make this one a little Christmassy uh, and say just like at Christmas uh, that uh, we, uh, you know, what, what is our attitude as we celebrate the birth of Christ this week? Um, what is our attitude? Is our heart focused um, on, on worshiping him? Are we really celebrating Jesus uh, or is it just an excuse to get together with our family and exchange presents? And so uh, I think God's heart breaks uh, when he says here in this verse 15 uh, that you you know if you'll do those things you glorify me uh, that we are created to give him glory uh, that is our purpose and instead uh, we uh, have allowed our worship to become ritualistic uh, habitual uh, it, it's become more about form um, you know, it's become more about order of service uh, you know it's become uh, again a ritual and, and our heart's not really in it um, you know I, I can prove that to you in, in one simple uh, example let, let a worship service uh, go long uh, let it go over the time we think it should last and people start getting, uh, you know, all bent out of shape. If we were truly uh, worshiping God, um, we wouldn't care how long it took. We wouldn't care how long we were there. Um, you know, again, you know, one of my other examples that I've used before um, is, you know, we're going to have, you know, we're going to have a worship service in this building and in this building over here, we're going to have a covered dish dinner. You tell me which building needs more chairs. Um, uh, again, we, we have to be careful uh, that, um, you know, again, God doesn't just automatically bless because we gather. Uh, he looks, as the Bible tells us, at the inside. Uh, he looks at the heart. Uh, and so this morning, uh, as we approach Christmas, it's not just Christmas, but all year round, uh, my challenge here uh, is that, again, that we would uh, worship from the heart and be obedient, that we would follow his word and we worship uh, him from the heart. All right, I hope you'll think about that today.